glory to you, O Lord. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. getting away with being the person who got the shortest reading for today. Yeah, that's what happens. Let us pray. Almighty God, we celebrate that your home is among us mortals and that you dwell with us in human name, Jesus. Through, through him, we know that we are your people and you are our God. Amen. So this is one of the, those Sundays when I kind of wish that the sermon could be more of a conversation, that we could all sit in a circle with Bibles in our hands and talk about what's going on. Lutherans don't like that. I'm just saying, right? You guys want to sit and chit-chat about this? Probably not. Because I would be asking, what is happening before this really short sermon, and what is happening afterwards. I mean, think about it. We only get, in this reading, we only get five verses total, which is a lot more than the first, or which is a lot less than the first reading we had. I mean, I'm really, really grateful for the people who picked the short reading, so that at least when I wrote this sermon, I didn't have to read a lot, but yeah. But I have to ask, what's being left out? We're only getting five verses. What are we missing? Our gospel begins today, as you may notice, at verse 21. Whatever that means. And it starts out, when he had gone out, which for many of us should say, from where? He's going out. Where was he? Where is he going? What is happening? Well, here's the thing. I, uh, what I'll do for you is read verse 20, the verse immediately before he had gone out. It says, So after receiving the piece of bread, he, Judas, immediately went out, and it was night. Judas, night. Where are we in the story of Jesus? What? Judas, bread. What was that? Last supper. The last supper has just happened. And three verses after we finish this text, I could read the, the three, but it ends, 30, uh, verse 38 says, 
Jesus answered, Peter, will you lay down your life for me? Very truly I tell you, before the cock crows, you will have denied me three times. This text that we have today falls directly in a much larger narrative, right between the betrayal of Judas and the betrayal of Peter. Jesus says, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. It is so different hearing this story and imagining really how quickly the disciples could turn on each other in that moment. How quick people who trust each other, people who are like family or the best of friends can flip over a mistake, one slip of the tongue, or even just a bad decision. Because of course, none of us have ever made a bad decision in our lives. You can say you have never said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing. I have a whole bunch I can loan you from all of my mistakes. It's not like the days to come for the disciples will be a cakewalk. Because the next day, the next weeks, and actually for the rest of their lives, things will be challenging, to say the least. Lives will be threatened, lies will be told, and danger will come from every direction. From religious leaders and political leaders to the people you trust the most. To the point where you will not know who you can trust, and yet you need to trust the people you encounter. And Jesus is in the middle of these two events, the event with Judas and the event with Peter, and he's saying to them, love one another. Jesus knows what is going to happen. Jesus has watched Judas walk away to follow through on something that he will soon regret. Jesus knows Peter will soon have to lie to save his own life. Jesus knows the disciples will flee for their lives and hide away as Jesus walks to his death with only the help of strangers. And yet he says, just as I have loved you, If Judas was still there, he would have said it to Judas too. In other words, Jesus loves us in the midst of our wrongs. Jesus loves us when we are at our worst and when our words hurt others. Jesus loves us despite ourselves. Pastor Bowen came to the font this morning. Got his first case of the love that Jesus has for him because the day will come when he will not make the right decision or say the right thing or soon enough will challenge mom and dad. But despite it all, he's been washed in the waters of forgiveness and the waters of love. Because we come here today to worship this God who looks beyond our betrayal and lies and says, I 
love you. Period. But Jesus doesn't just end with simply, I love you. But he challenges the disciples. He challenges you. And let's be honest, it can be a challenge to love one another. Not just the people in your family or your friends group or your work buddies. But look around you. Now really, look around you. Jesus is asking you to look. You're not looking around. There you go. Jesus is asking you to love and respect and to celebrate all of the people that you see as you look around. Because that is how far God's love goes. To the person sitting next to you or not sitting next to you. But it also goes far beyond that. You know that in the middle of all this, all that is going on with Jesus, you notice he takes a moment to remind the disciples of his love for them and commands them to not stop, to not let the love stop with them. That it shouldn't just be for their own small group. I mean, even Peter is challenged with that in our second reading. No, first reading, Acts reading. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this command to love one another is for you as well. It is for the world. Because to say that you are a Christian and then ignore the cries of those in need, to say you are a Christian and then allow to continue the hatred through words and actions, tells the people of the world that your words cannot be trusted and that your actions are not from God. Because God is a God of life and of forgiveness. And more than anything, God is a God of love. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you, you, people of United Lutheran and beyond, are my disciples.